Welcome to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. As you can probably hear, uh, we're doing things a bit differently this time. Uh, we're out and about in the fresh air. Wasn't planned. Mum sort of forced me hand a bit. Uh, she's gone off to Walsall on a mobility scooter today. She does like a little trips out when she's got a full charge on. Uh, don't mark me in the house on my own for too long. Uh, if she's off out longer than an hour or so, she wants me out. Been like that for a while now, since the fire at the old place. But I'm not deterred. I've got my notes, got my emails, got the sunshine, and so I'm just sat here in Queen's Park and we're ready to go. Now, I'm in my favourite spot. Uh, the only bench in the park that doesn't stink a dog shit. Now, Queen's Park's quite famous around here. Uh, they filmed a lot of that TV show. Uh, what was it? Crime Watch, yeah. But that was a while ago. But more recently, it was featured in that ITV drama, wasn't it? Um, brutal Murder in Queen's Park. Some say it's a bit rough round here, but uh, if you catch it on the right day, it's very nice and lovely, and I think we picked a good one here. Right, on to today's podcast. Uh, we've got a couple of emails, a couple of reviews, and a couple of other treats for you. But before we start, I've got to have a word with you about the reviews. After the last time, I sent the bloke at the website an email saying I've nothing personal about old Roman Polanski, but I'd rather eat a sick sandwich than watch another one of his films. And I wanted him to shake it up a bit. Well, this week's films are a film from 1965 called Repulsion and one from 1988 called Frantic. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention, they're both directed by Roman Polanski. I'm wondering if this bod at the website is on some sort of commission or something. I did think at one point just lob these two out of the window and review a couple of normal films, but no, we set out on this journey and by God we're going to stick to it. I have sent him another email telling him in no uncertain terms that if we don't get a variety of films things are going to kick off, so fingers crossed for the next batch. Now. I had a look on the old internet, and our Romans made about 40 films, so if this cock digs his heels in, we could be in for a long ride. But before we get bogged down in that, let's read out a couple of your emails. Um, and the first email is from a lady called Carol. It goes, Dear Randall, I would like to thank you for your podcast. I think it's a lot of fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. I think you've got a lovely voice. Is there a special lady in your life? Carol Watson. Now, Carol's attached a picture to this email. Uh, she's very pleasant to the eye, maybe a bit past her prime, but very nice. Well, in answer to your question, Carol, no, there isn't anyone special. I've had a couple of near misses in my time, but on both occasions I couldn't afford the going rate. There was a girl once I was going out with for a short while, but every time things got a bit serious, Mum intervened. And uh, actually, it turned out that shortly after we broke up, she got deported. On to the next email. Dear Randall, I know this is a podcast on classic cinema, but would you ever consider reviewing current films? I think that not only would this be entertaining, but would be helpful in any future cinema tricks. Andy Ferguson. Thank you for the email, Andy. It's uh, something that I have considered and might look at doing in the future. What would be the dream, though, would be to get to see these films before release, so... If there's anyone out there who's got a film coming out in the near future and wants to bob me a longer copy, I'll be well chuffed at that. On a similar note, though, if there's any crisp companies out there who'd like me to become an influencer, perhaps try out new flavours, you can contact me via email at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. 
Right. Our regular listeners will know that I've been getting some emails and abuse from a rival podcaster. Never passing up an opportunity to drone on. He sent me another and uh, I've got a little treat for him. I've got me my Ken to make him his own little jingle, so here we go. Strange sounds from the dark corridor. Right, I've left a little pause in here, so I'll drop the sounds in when I get back home. Right, old Cockend says, Randall, I've come to the conclusion that I might not be able to plead with your reasonable side to stop degrading the value of classic cinema. So perhaps I can educate you in how to review a classic film. Unlike when you review a film, a review isn't just a list of events that happen in the film, or observations about the colour of someone's hat or how fat their arse is. It should be about a feeling or mood that the film inspires in you, perhaps reflect on what was happening in the world when the film was made, and what the characters might be feeling or how they grow throughout the film. Why not try formulating your thoughts more and not just saying the first thing that comes into your head? I feel that if you follow these steps, your podcast might be more palatable for your listeners. Kind regards the dark corridor. Yes, I have sent a link of your podcast to a friend who is an expert in psychiatry. He feels that maybe you should seek help with what he describes as a borderline personality defect. You lot still awake out there? God, what a boring knob. I've been scouring the dark corridors Instagram for a week, so, you know, so, uh, when you look at him, you think to yourself, if that's a sperm that won, what would the others like? Anyway, Mr. Dark Corridor, I'll listen to your review of Rosemary's Babby the other night. And Christ, what a dirge. You didn't mention chalky chocolate mousse or raw liver once. Why don't you try adding more tone to your voice? Otherwise, you'll just lose the listening. It's like a vacuum cleaner just going on and on and on and on. It's bloody boring. I did notice that you didn't have your email address on your podcast, so you're probably not interested in other people's opinions as yours is so important. It's quite nice doing it in the park here, isn't it? Yeah. Let me know what you think and we might do it more often. I saw earlier on dealer Dave over by the playground. He was giving some of the high school kids some free sweeties. Quite skittles or smarties from what I could see. What a nice bloke. Right, should we crack on with this festival of Polanski then? Now on to our first review, which is a film from 1965 by our resident director, Roman Polanski. It's called Repulsion. Quite apt, as it's what I'm beginning to feel every time one of his DVDs plop through the letterbox. Now, it's about some right moody tart, and at the beginning of the film she just walks around all moody. She's French, but lives in London. And why, why that is, it's not fully explained. Right, she lives with a sister who's been nobbed by a bloke who's well into his 60s. Now, old moody pants, here's these two having a late night game of sticky belly, and for some reason makes her go off a rocker. Now, our omen, obviously, hasn't seen anyone go off the rocker properly, as she just seems to wander around with a vacant look on her face. If he'd have wanted to do it properly, she should have walked around in a gym jam shouting at the buses, then climbed up on Asda's roof and started throwing her own shit at the police just like what Mickey Dawson did after the last World Cup. For some reason, she's got a dead rabbit on a plate in the living room just going off. 
and she spends most of her time walking around the flat all moody. If I'd have wanted to see that, I'd have gone visit my auntie Christine. Anyway, I've lost interest at this point. There's a dirty old man in a bed, a bloke kicks the door off its hinges, arms come out the wall, and she casually does a couple of murders. Now, apparently, this film is part of a set of films called The Apartment Trilogy, along with Rosemary's Babby and The Tenant. Right. Now, I can see how that sort of ties in with Rosemary's Babby, about some daft cow in a flat, but I can't see any connection with Christopher Nolan's film about bullets going backwards. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put it on a par with Cannonball Run 2, as I had no idea what was going on in that pile of turds either. And that was Repulsion. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Watch that if you like seeing blondes striping up rent men with a razor. I'd just like to give a shout out to all the team down at White and Bailey Fabrications where I work. Uh, as you know, I'm still on furlough, uh, the only one out of about 90 people. Uh, popped along there earlier and then came to the park to do this. Good to see the place so busy, so fingers crossed it won't be long before I'm back amongst them. Yeah, went along to all my old departments, but they were all too busy for the chats. So I sat in the canteen, had a brew, then came here. As I was going, I did manage to grab a quick chat with Large Lionel. Now, he's the one when I first started there about eight years ago now. Uh, he was always playing tricks on me, so I'd play tricks back on him. He became a battle of wills, sort of. He started off by putting fairy liquid in me morning brew. He just put the liquid in and gave it a gentle stir so he didn't make any bubbles. Oh, it was rank. So when he wasn't looking, I put a load of sugar in his Pepsi Max and he bought on one of his diabetic turns. Oh, was a right laugh. Anyway, not long after that, he put me in a store cupboard, right? That was on a Friday, and I was there for the whole weekend. It was a right laugh. So in return, right, I broke into his locker and put some ground-up glass in his booties, right? Tell you what, I was practically pissing myself when he took him off in the ambulance. Come to think of it, he hasn't done any tricks for ages, not since he had that bag fitted. So, uh, shout-out to uh, Large Lionel there. Oh. Uh, looks like dealer Dave uh, is having a bit of a disagreement with uh, Mr Walker, the headmaster from the high school over there. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Glock dealer Dave's pack in there. Uh, Mr Walker, he seems to be okay, yeah, a little bit groggy. He's trying to get up and he's back down. As I said earlier, uh, the reason I'm in the park is because my mum doesn't like me in the house all alone, you know. Uh, it's not a problem, I don't mind. Forces me up and out, and uh, it's nice to get a bit of fresh air, isn't it? Do you remember once, oh, it must have been about eight or nine, and my mum went away for the weekend, and I went to stay with Mr White. He was lovely, but his wife spent most of the weekend in her room crying. As I said, I popped into work. I had wanted to see Mr White, but uh, funnily enough, he'd gone to Walsall today. It's quite popular, isn't it? Uh, mind you, it has got two Poundlands and two Greggs, so it's hardly a surprise it's a popular, is it? It's like the Vegas of the Midlands. And now, a big thank you to today's sponsor, and that's Mr Kim and all the staff down at the Brown Dragon Takeaway. Now, he's having a grand reopening this weekend, after they closed for a month over that scandal involving the cats. Now, Mr Kim 
has informed me that there was no evidence at all and that they were just nasty rumours started by Eddie Britton, the local BNP councillor. That's not his real name, by the way, Eddie Britton. He changed it from Rupert Cartwright when his wife ran off with that black man and he had his breakdown, but that's by the by. Mr Kim says his staff have been scrubbing the place from top to toe and are closing in on a food hygiene rating of one. He stands by his cleanliness and says if you can prove that you've got the shites from his food, as compensation he'll give you a £5 discount off your next order. So, pop along and mention the podcast. Great stuff. Now for the last couple of podcasts I've been doing a sort of fantasy film club where I pitch ideas of films that I'd like to see. Now, I got a bit of stick from Disney the first week and last week I pitched a film idea called The Further Adventures of Captain Plot. Now, I've had a number of emails, right, and people are basically saying that it's the plot of Drop Dead Fred, uh, the plot of Planes, Trays and Automobiles, due date, and so on. So I've decided to knock that on the head for a bit, but don't worry, I've come up with a new segment. Randall Parker's Film Face-Off Yes, I've called this Randall Parker's Film Face-Off, right, in this section of the podcast. I'm going to be comparing films that are very similar to each other, right? And I'm going to see which ones you should watch. It's sort of like Sophie's Choice, but with films instead of your kids. So, today's film comparisons are both biopics. The first one is Bohemian Rhapsody, and the second one is Rocketman. Now, I don't know if you know, but Bohemian Rhapsody is about Freddie Murphy, who was the boss of the rock band Queens, and Rocketman is about Elton John's. Now, there are a fair few similarities to these films. Uh, they were both massive pop stars, uh, both adored by millions around the world, both were around at the same time, and both were massive gays. Only for me, this is where one of the films fell, fell down. Right? If you'd asked me first, I would have said uh, that Freddie Murphy was the bigger of the gays. Right? But there wasn't enough booming in Bohemian Rhapsody for my liking. Uh, but there was about the right amount of booming in Rocketman. Now, at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, they tell you that Freddie Murphy died of AIDS. So that sort of ruins the chances of any sequels. But Rocketman didn't kill off Elton John's. So you never know, in a couple of years you might get a Rocketman too. So if I had to choose which one, uh, even though the booming to gayness ratio was a bit off, I'd choose Bohemian Rhapsody. The Queen's just had the better tunes, that's all. Right, but I would like to give a special mention to the little fella who played Freddie Murphy. He was really good, and he even had teeth like the real Freddie Murphy. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you've got a couple of films that are very similar to each other and you'd like them to face off against each other, just send me an email. Randall Parker's Film Face-Off I'd just like to say a big thank you to me mate Ken for them jingles. That is his actual voice. He's 8 foot 4 and 28 stone. And I think, I, th- I think he records them in his downstairs shitter. And they all cost me a big mint euro each, so I think that's money well spent. Right, now, our second film is from 1988, and it's called Frantic. And once again, it's by Roman fucking Polanski. Right, now... This one's got Han Solo in it, right? And he's gone off to Paris with his wife. And as soon as they get there, she gets kidnapped. And he spends the rest of the film trying to get her back. 
Now imagine if you watch the film Taken, right, and fast-forwarded through all the exciting bits. That's exactly what you get with this film. Right, I'm not going to go into depth into it. Uh, life's too short. I wasted a good hour and a half on this turd. I'll be blown if I'm going to waste any more on it. Han Solo has really let himself down being in this crap. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put it on a par with watching paint dry. That was frantic. Watch Taken instead. It's got Qui-Gon Jinn in it. As always, you can email me at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Catch you next time. Turn off in a bit.